0: Have you ever played a computer game on cheat mode? By putting in a secret code you unlock additional powers which help you complete the level you are on. It gives great satisfaction and allows you to complete the game. But are cheat modes restricted to computer games only? I would say no. And the reason is cricket. I'm a huge cricket fan and played a lot of cricket growing up, representing Somerset up to the age of 17. I religiously follow England in all formats of the game now. I mean, there are three predominant international versions, T20, one-day internationals known as ODIs, and test matches, which has led to both euphoric highs and some depressing lows. At the moment, we are very much on an upward trajectory. The long form of the game, which takes the place over five days, has had a recent change in personnel. The ex-New Zealand captain Brendan McCullum has taken over as test coach, and the legend that is Ben Stokes has taken on the captaincy. This is not unusual. We've had many overseas coaches and superstars have been captains. So why is this different? Well, it can be put down to the ethos the team have adopted. It is all out aggression in the sporting sense. A play-to-win, not a play-not-to-lose mentality. The transformation in the last year has been a joy to watch. England have comprehensively beaten some of the world's best sides, scoring big fast runs and consistently bowling sides out. The new ethos was instilled by the new coaching captain. Even the most traditional cricket enthusiasts have embraced the new approach. The ex-England left-handed captain Sir Lester Cook commented when watching the recent England vs New Zealand Test match, Watching Johnny Bairstow bat is like playing Brian Lara cricket on cheat mode. It just looks so easy. It was a fabulously accurate description. But this got me thinking. Can we adopt a cheat mode for being a leader too? There's no doubt that leadership can be very overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are some simple hacks we can use, all to make leadership more simple than it first appears. Great leaders master some very basic things that other people miss. Yes, you can have all the certifications in the world relating to leadership and still be ineffective, or alternatively have very little formal education and be a powerful and effective leader every day. These leaders gain influence because they have mastered a few basic skills others miss. This is cheat mode. For being a leader. With that in mind, here are six of my favourite leadership hacks that are far too easy to overlook. Own them and you'll become a much more effective leader. Number one, don't be the hero. The problem in leadership positions is it's too easy to focus on oneself. This is what narcissists do. Just look at Donald Trump. They make it all about them, they impose their own securities onto others. You've probably seen this in meetings. There's a loudmouth who wants to just keep talking. They think they know everything, so they hog the conversation. Simply put, they don't want to give anyone else any airtime. If we know this is going to happen, how do we escape the trap of narcissistic individuals? The answer? Make someone else the hero. Well, if you're a leader, make your team members the hero. The method by which you build people up is through adopting a growth mindset. This means accepting you don't know it all and are willing to learn new things, or be corrected on old incorrect assumptions. This is all about sidestepping the ego, the insecurities we all have, and making someone else the hero. It works. Every. Single. Time. Number two. Do what you say. I don't have kids, but if I did, there'd be one piece of advice I'd want them to remember. Do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it. Let's be honest. If you do this, it will put you ahead of 99% of people on this planet. Think back to your last week, for example. Who frustrated you most? I'm willing to bet it's probably the people who didn't do what they said they were going to do when they said they were going to do it. So why is leadership any different? The answer? It isn't. The leadership hack of doing what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it is the basis of trust. It's also the basis for confidence. Trust is what you need to build with your team because this leads to confidence in you as a leader. It's not easy, and yes, I still get it wrong sometimes, but that doesn't mean we should accept it. Try really hard not to be that guy. So what do you do if you struggle in this area? Stop promising and start delivering. Small steps produce big results if repeated consistently over a prolonged period of time. When your walk catches up to what your talk would have been, you can reintroduce your talk. Number three. Outcomes, not processes. Many a guru will tell you it's all about the journey, not the destination. And it's an axiomatic these days to say the journey is more important than the destination but not always. What fun is the journey if you end up nowhere with any meaning? Don't believe me? Well, how do you feel about this? Let's say there's a super important task and you ask a colleague, friend or family member, has it been done? And they reply with one of the following. Well, I emailed them. She never got back to me. I called five times. I think they must have changed their address or something. Isn't this infuriating? They feel like the project, task, or action is completed because they tried. Trying isn't the same as doing, though. Taking a moment of self-reflection, perhaps the question wasn't clear enough in the beginning. Would this have been better? I'm not sure you heard the question as it wasn't, did you try? It was, is it done? Now, I'm sure that wouldn't go down very well if I had said it like that. But that's really what we're asking. That's why a leadership hack is to stop focusing on the process and start focusing on outcomes. When you focus on outcomes, you eventually stop emailing someone who never returns emails and take action to get the task completed. This could be through calling them, visiting them, or getting someone to help you. Getting things done actually makes the journey enjoyable, at least in my view. If you want some help in getting things done, check out the book by David Allen called Getting Things Done. It's a cracker. Number four, look them in the eye. This shouldn't need to be stated, but I'll say it anyway. Have you noticed how many people don't look at you when talking? This may be a shyness thing or an insecurity thing. Either way, it's really hard to make someone the sole focus of your attention if you don't look them in the eye. Human interaction is something I'm acutely attuned to. In the modern world, there are so many demands on our attention it is easy to be distracted. This could be a smartphone notification, a always-outside, or another electrical device. I try desperately hard not to let my focus drift when interacting with someone, especially with my team's. Time is the most precious resource we have, so it needs the respect it deserves. And this starts with focusing on who's in front of you, and looking them in the eye. There's nothing better than feeling truly heard. Not just listening, but being really heard. The most effective leaders always look someone in the eye. And here's a tip. If you struggle to remain focused when talking to someone, position yourself facing a blank wall. Not the door, the window, or the TV, but to an area without distractions. Otherwise, we can instinctively look at whatever is moving. So watch out for it. The very best leaders look you in the eye and make you the sole focus of their attention. Practice that this week. Number five. Do your homework. There's a tendency to think that when we've left school, the homework stops. But I would argue this is incorrect. The real learning starts when you leave school. A few years ago, I made a conscious decision to avoid being a know-it-all. Instead, I focus on becoming a lifelong learn-it-all. This switch in focus means I accept that I don't know everything, there are areas I need to brush up on, and areas I need to learn. This is a skill many leaders and execs forget. They have the incorrect belief they need to know everything, and have all the answers. In my opinion, this is plain wrong. As a leader, it is your responsibility to be the best you can. That means adding to your knowledge bank. There are heaps of great free resources, such as the Harvard Business Review, which cover many aspects of leadership. So there really is no excuse number 6 say cheese everyone has a default expression it could be an rbf a smirk or a frown that is not right or wrong it's just fact it's hard to know what yours is unless you ask because you never see yourself as others see you for somebody that leads you how is their expression i know that when i walk into a room especially one where i'm the most senior person there it's important to have a facial expression that puts people at ease to be frank that's not always possible things could be going wrong i might have a lot on my mind or simply be having a bad day. But how others see you in those first few moments is super important. One of the easiest things we can all do is smile more. When greeting somebody, flash those pearly whites, show some warmth, be welcoming. Smiling puts people at ease if nothing else. It makes a huge difference. So let's all smile more. I hope these all help. See you next week.